Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Go Talk with Marcus, powered by Poddex, fueled by GoFuel. Um, I am going to enjoy this show so much. I, I am going to enjoy every second of this show. Ladies and gentlemen, in case that voice isn't familiar for those of you that are listening, that is Justin Marvel of the hashtag This Justin Sports Show, which you can catch every Monday night um, on YouTube at some random time. Sometimes at 7, sometimes it all depends on how Justin is feeling. Um, Justin canceled the show this Monday. Um, he said it's because Neil was sick. And I wish for my, for, my, for my personal reasons and for my personal narrative, Justin's ducking the wreck because I have been waiting for this moment for a very, 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 very long time. Last season, after the finals, I told Justin Marvel that neither the Milwaukee Bucks nor the Phoenix Suns would make it back to the NBA Finals this season. Now, I was told that I was wrong, that I'm ludicrous, that we have to look at what's going on, that Giannis is the best player in the world, and that the Suns are, bar none, the best team in the NBA. Here we are, say 11, 10-ish, 11 months gone by. And both the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns are sitting at home after losing both their Game 7s on Sunday. Now, this is a Phoenix Suns show, and Justin is wearing the infamous Eric Bledsoe jersey because he can't, for some reason, seem to purchase a jersey for a guy that plays on the team. But after Game Seven's performance, I don't blame you for not having a jersey for anyone on the Phoenix Suns. Um, I don't have to ask what's going on, but just because it's a part of the script. <laughs> what's going on, man? It's a rough... 24 hours obviously because yeah one, I bet like yeah well watching the Suns lose in manner which they did even though I predicted they would lose after game six I saw what the writing was on the wall but in the manner in which they lost was well uh we'll get into that as the show goes on and as you know I live here in Wisconsin then so always obviously then to see the Bucks lose as hours earlier and I mean, again, after game six, I felt, I always said they had to win the series in six because how the series played out. To win it in seven would have meant at that particular junction, they would have had to win three out of four games in Boston. And that's really a tough ass thing. That's, that's likely not going to happen. And they won two out of the previous three already. So they really needed to win it in six. I will see, obviously, them not having Chris Middleton really did make a huge, huge, huge impact. I keep telling you in Germ that Chris Middleton is very key, and you've seen. No, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, wait. Let's not revise the history here. Let's let's let, let's. Well, I mean, I told y'all. Let's run back the tape good. as we ran back the tape. I told y'all how good Chris Middleton is, and you know. You, oh, but you were convinced that Chris Middleton didn't matter. That Giannis could have got it done without Chris. I didn't see it didn't matter. I just figured Giannis would have been enough to get them past, but. 
Clearly, that's not just, the situation. Just a quick question for Adam. Did, did Giannis play like the best player in the world in this series? Did he, did he in, play the best player in the world specifically in Game 7? In this series? In Game 7, specifically. Because did Giannis play the best player in the world in the closeout game? In the series, because he is the first player to have ever scored or had 200 points, 100 rebounds, yeah, yeah. and 50 assists in one series. In Game Seven, no, like there's no if ands or buts. Like he did not play very well in Game Seven. Like that's there's cool. no getting away from that. Just, just, just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Um, that's fine, whatever. So, so let's talk about your Phoenix Suns. And and oh, and by the way, that's not <laughs> help is on the way. I, I do have someone joining the show in a, in a short matter of moments who will help me oh, drive this stake in your chest a little bit longer. I smell, if I want to take this, I smell it to this. Edwards coming, but <laughs> I'm going to take this off too, so just just ahead of time. Uh. Maybe not germ, but but someone's on the way. Oh, oh, someone is on the way. Um, I, I feel like we should talk about Luca first. Yeah, for sure. But just because we're already here and you're already you already got the long face and it's already been a long night for you and you didn't respond to any of my texts or any of my tweets last night, which I thought was very disrespectful. Let's just talk about your Phoenix Suns right here, right now. I want to start, however, with one thing that I have found a a major issue with and it hasn't really been talked about but i'm going to talk about it not long after the game was over i think it was bleacher report or someone had tweeted or reported that chris paul was limping off the court that is excuse my language a heaping pile of dog shit i hate when that happens i truly despise when a player or a team gets their butts handed to them on a silver platter and they limp off the court as to make it seem as if the injury was the reason why they underperformed and why they suck. Let's be honest. Luca wanted this so much more than the Suns did. And this is why you don't run your mouth and not back it up. I had this exact same problem with the Minnesota Timberwolves, specifically Carl Anthony Towns, throughout their playoff run because they did a lot of talking and when it really mattered, they couldn't back it up. The Phoenix Suns, specifically Chris Paul and Devin Booker, made a mockery of Luka. Here he is. Made an absolute mockery of Luka Doncic after Game 5. And all Luka did was flat out embarrass the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, all of them, quite handily, might I add. It was an absolute pleasure to me to watch Luka Doncic once again prove that he is a top five player in this league. And for those of you guys who aren't watching, good friend Blaine Spencer just joined the show, and he's going to help me drive this stake in, in <laughs> Justin's chest a little bit more. Are you freshly shaven, Blaine? What, what's going on here? Oh, my God. I am full baby face right now. I It's bad, bro. I have... I had I had something for work this morning, so like, and uh, my razor broke, so my only option was clean shave. Otherwise, it was going to be a full mess. So I look absolutely twelve right now. So this is kind of embarrassing, right. but you know it is what it is. Justin, it's how is not it? as embarrassing as how Justin is going to feel at the end of this show. Because I was wondering what sort of like baby show are we doing like we're no <laughs> yeah i'm trying to be the new sponsor of the gerber baby at the age of like 25 you feel me it is definitely working for you cool. listen listen let's be honest first, no justin doesn't get to be in the middle i get to be in the middle as always um let, let's let's be serious here justin for a second you you first of all i'm not definitely sure that's one question that first of all I feel like I'm owed an apology <laughs> for just how blatantly wrong you have been on these takes in these playoffs so well, far first, this Milwaukee, season. To Milwaukee's credit, they were playing without Chris Middleton. So, like, oh, I don't want to hear any of it. I don't, no, you no, you, you don't. Giannis, like, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. And this is a this is a sun show, and we're not going to spend too much time on this. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the world. Yes. He didn't play like the best player in the world in Game 7. So I don't want to hear anything about Chris Middleton. I don't want to hear anything about Drew Holiday. I don't care about Pat Connaughton. Giannis Antetokounmpo, you, you, you have said to me for as long as I've known you, which is about as long as I've done this show, so about two years now, that Giannis is the best player in the world. Yes. And while I have disagreed with you, I, I don't think that's a crazy thing to say because the evidence of recent memory proves it. But the best player in the world no show. 
in Game 7. I don't care that there was no Chris Middleton. I don't care that Drew Holiday wasn't reliable I mean, offensively. He's different. never reliable but I offensively. Think, I don't think Giannis was the reason they lost yesterday, but we can get into no, that. No, Giannis wasn't the reason they lost, but he wasn't the... He's also not the... He, yeah, yeah. Honest wasn't the reason they lost, but they're not in the second round. It is because the best player in the world didn't play the best player in the world. And I, that I, is, he that's, ran, that's a he fact ran you can't out of gas, from. Marcus. The man I, ran out I, of I, gas. I, I'm going to say this right quick. I don't care. I don't think <laughs> it would have made a difference if he was to his optimal best yesterday. I just don't think it would have made a difference. But again, I wouldn't have made a difference. But I would have liked like, to see the best player world play like the best player in the world. I mean, yeah, like, I, I would mean, have liked only, to see Giannis go down swinging. Sure, there's only so many bricks you can carry on your bot, like so much dead weight you can That's carry. On. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trolling because there's going to be an absolute troll show from top to bottom. I, I understand that there was no Chris Middleton. I 100 percent understand that. There, there is. I'm not ignoring. I'm not but ignoring. That. I, I just, Middleton, you just would not expect. You know, like forget Drew Holiday because that's not Drew Holiday's role. But you would not expect Grayson Allen and and Wesley Matthews or Pat Connaughton to be that bad for an entire series. You want to know? They're not reliable. You want, so. you want to know the reason why they lost the series is because they let PJ Tucker walk and they didn't <laughs> offer the two years, fifteen million to go to Miami. Think about it. They needed somebody that could guard. They really did because they put too much on Drew's shoulders. Yep, they, they did. couldn't take it. They needed somebody to lock down, not like lock down, but make it difficult on Jason Tatum. Even though Durant had his way, you could see how hard he had to work in last year's series against Brooklyn, right? So you had to in Milwaukee. He out there is a huge component of this. And don't even get me started about Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, none of that crap because... The nobody Chicago Bulls had you fooled. Nobody in the NBA brings no. them up. I was watching. The Chicago Bulls had you fooled, Justin, thinking that thinking that Grayson Allen would be a benefit. This, but I mean, Pat Conte was hitting shots during the series, but quite frankly, and you're correct, that you asked Duvalde to lock down Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on one end and put up a ton of shots, which he's not on the other end. I think not just signing about P.J. Tucker, but then training Dante DiVincenzo for somebody who didn't even play in Serge Ibaka was also a huge error. And then when you combine that with the fact that Chris Middleton was missing for the entire series, obviously due to injury, you, your depth at the wing position was just so thin. Like, it was... But this is not a Bucks show. I'm here. I'm not, not ducking Phoenix questions. It's so not. The Bucks show will be on tomorrow. So let's, bring, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Now, I... I, I I said that Chris Paul is the best player on this team, and he hasn't played like it. You said that Devin Booker was the best player on this team, though. Devin Booker looked terrible. Um, Chris Paul looked terrible. Everybody on the Phoenix Suns looked terrible. But the one thing I do want to talk about is the DeAndre Ayton stuff. Because it was said by Monty Williams himself that the reason why Ayton only played 17 minutes in the game, in Game 7, was it's internal. Is DeAndre Ayton going to be wearing a Phoenix Suns uniform next season? And if not, where is he going to be going? I can't ask that question for you. To tell you what happened, apparently when... No, I don't know. Is this the... Is this no, the... This is this because... Is this because you're... Right now. What are we no, doing, is this, is this because you're good friends with James Jones and you want him to make that decision by yourself? Is that what this, if that's what it is, that's fine. I love James Jones. I think James Jones is fantastic. Great player. Great bat. Like, great... He's done good with building this team. But let's... Come on, Justin, answer the so question. So, I'm going to... Right, I'm going to... So... You know the relation I have a relationship with James Jones, so I can't answer that for you. The reality situation is he's not going to get a max contract. I think, and you've heard me say this over and over again, DeAndre Hayden is not a max player. So, to initial well, to no one looked like a max player last night. To answer your initial question, what happened? Apparently, when he was sub, oh, there were some words said, and then Monty asked him, "Do you want?" Do you want to play? And apparently the answer was, no, I don't want to play. So that's why he only played 17 minutes. Like, he actually told the coach he does not want to play after getting subbed out. He didn't have a choice. He had three fouls within the first 20 minutes. <laughs> and so now, to the next, I guess, what's your part of the situation, the analysis of DeAndre Ayton. And this is a very long run because he's not my favorite player at all on this Phoenix Suns roster. Probably one of my least favorites. Here's the situation, and I said this going into the Dallas just series. Back and I, relax, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, oh, you can yeah. sit back and relax. Oh, yeah. It's about a five-minute one. 
So going into the series, TV, uh, Tomas Bertuccio, if you ever get a chance, TV on basketball, great podcast to listen to. He asked me my prediction in the series, and I said, Suns in seven. And he said, but why seven? And I told him, it depends on Monty's willingness to sub DeAndre Ayton quickly. And he asked me why. And I said, Dallas is going to expose DeAndre Ayton on the defensive end. They're going to go after. They're going to run him in pick and rolls. Luka will expose him. That's one. But most importantly, Dallas will go small. And DeAndre Ayton is not a physical enough presence. Or forget enough. DeAndre Ayton is not a physical presence to make any team pay for going small. Yes, DeAndre Ayton has decent hands. Yes, he's going to score those nice mid-range jumpers, that short hook over the left shoulder that he loves. DeAndre Ayton will never make you pay physically for making a switch on him. He does not lower his shoulder in you. He does not get, he does not command double teams. He does not get on one plays. He does not dunk the ball when he feels like that. He, he is not a physical presence. He's not a, he does not attack the offensive glass. So Dallas never has to worry about going small because they know DeAndre Aiden is not going to punish us to 25 to 30 points a night for us going small. He's not going to put us in full trouble. And I said before the start of the series, Monty is going to have to be willing to go small, put Cam Johnson at the five off the bench because Dallas is going to target DeAndre Aiden. And if you want a max contract, this is the stuff you've got to be willing to do. You have to be able to be dominant on both ends of the floor. DeAndre Aiden is not that big. I was very underwhelming. I expected more from you, Justin. That's number one. I, number two. I expected you, tears. I'm going to be honest. You're, you're not getting out of this with a DeAndre. You, you ran about DeAndre Aiden once a month. Like, we, 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 I, well, I did actually about DeAndre Aiden, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But, but yeah. still, like, okay, so <laughs> Pat Bev, of all people. Oh my God, Pat Bev was hilarious this morning. Pat, Pat Bev, and by the way, this morning it's Monday, so it's the day after Game 7. This will be out later this week. At the time of this recording, though, Pat Bev was on first take and get up this morning. Um, he called he called Chris Paul the cone. Um, he also said that no one was scared of the Suns. Now, and he Anthony quoted Paul Davis, George. He quoted he Paul did. George. He Paul George. Anthony Davis last season said the only reason why the Suns made it out of the first round is because he was hurt. Which is like every other game, but whatever. Okay, well, valid, valid. That's true. That's, that's true. I, I'm not okay. here to defend Anthony Davis. I'm, I'm, I'm just look. Let me pose the question, Justin. Okay, do you, do you think the Suns were front running this season? Like honestly, do, do you think, do you think this was really just a mixture of like bad game planning and a bad matchup? Because this was ISO ball at its finest for the most part from Luka Doncic, and the Suns just couldn't figure it out defensively. They definitely couldn't figure it out offensively, especially in games five through or six and seven. So do you think the Suns were just front running? Like, do you think the, the do you think the Suns were like just of the mentality, like, okay, we're going to make it back to the finals. And they just kind of already had that. And they didn't. All right. Cause so let me, let me ask they dropped games to the Pelicans as well. So first thing first to the trash talk thing. That's who Devin Booker is. And that's who Chris Paul are. Like, I do not. I didn't like it because you could see after game, I want to say two, like when, or sorry, game five, whichever it was, when Devin Booker knocked the ball out in Lucas' hands, like he grinned game himself. Five. And I knew that that was a flip, a switch flipping off in his mind. But to be fair to them, that is who Devin Booker is. And if you ever talk to opposing NBA players, most of them hate him. He can be a douche because he constantly talks. Whether he's winning, whether he's losing, Devin Booker constantly talks. So I'm not going to knock him for front, well, what appears to be front-running because that's who Devin Booker is. You sure. know, the Chris Paul injury, I don't know if it's real. I'm never going to question whether players hurt or not. I will say, reality is, there is truth for what Pat Best says. And they also knew that they would target Chris Paul in this series defensively because you're not going to go after Mikael Bridges. You're not going to go after... Um, what a minute, Jay Crowder. Those are two very good defenders. And if there's a weak link defensively in the Phoenix Suns starting fight, it is Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden, and that's who the Mavericks went after. The, it was like after game two, Chris Paul is in front of our very eyes. Whether it's the injury or whether it was just turning 37, I don't know. But after game two, I think there's a stat. He averaged nine points for the rest of the series. 
and turned over the ball 3.6. They had 3.6 turnovers per game after that. Like, he was atrocious. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. So, to answer your question, where do I put most of this blame? DeAndre Aiden, Chris Paul, but the primary source, and I hate to say this because I am a fan of Monty to an extent, but I've seen this in last year's NBA Finals, it's Monty Williams. And his, I don't want to say inability, his, it takes a while for him to just, and this series, he just never did. I said this from game one. Phoenix lazily switching pick and rolls is going to get them killed. And you would see that Dallas doesn't even set hard screens. They're not aggressive with their screens. And Phoenix just lazily switched every time instead of either fighting over or fighting under. I thought the better strategy was to play under. If Luka fires off one three after another, you can live with that because it means the others from Dorian Finney-Smith to Jalen Brunson to Bertans, you can name them, they're not going to get theirs. If you can, if Luka wants to fire off, then so be it. I thought the ploy would be to go under those screens instead of lazily switching them and exposing your defensive weaknesses. That defensive switch, it, it never changed. Like, he never adjusted. And then on the other end, after I want to see game four, game five, Jason Kidd then made another slight adjustment in that they tried to start trapping and bombarding Booker off those switches or when he wants to tap one-on-one, they started to send some extra help. Monty, again, never at any point adjusted. And that's a problem. Like, Blaine will tell you he has been watching basketball long enough. The coaches who can adjust quickest in series are the ones who are going to get success in the NBA playoffs. And sad to say, watch this, unfortunately, NBA Finals, and I watched it here. Monty does not adjust, and, and that's just not a sign of a good playoff coach. I think, so that's, that's, that's all. Most of everything that you just said is valid. But I want to actually look on the flip side. Can we not make the argument? I, I would tell you right now, Jason Kidd's been the best coach in this playoffs. I don't think it's been really close. I would make that argument. You could make Udoka from Boston as a, as another candidate. That I'd say I'd say score number one and give Jason Kidd number two. Um, I, I would say Jason Kidd. I don't this think is the way he's, been a top two he's made adjustments in series so far. I mean, Utah Utah was never going to make an adjustment, so give or take there. But after game two, you saw a, a flip switch in this Dallas Mavericks team, and like. We are, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I had the Suns in six because they were the best team of closing out series on the, in the road. I was on your show when I said this, Marcus. Well, you, you were. were. I disagreed with you then. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with <laughs> you, you with me now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the, the game, these games hadn't even been a series. None of these no. games were really close. The home team was blowing everybody out. And it made, this last night was just, Everything they looked, Phoenix looked tight. It looked like they didn't want to be there. Luca took the will out of them, saying, scoring the first eight points in that in that game, saying, "I'm gonna get my way, and if I have to score sixty, I'm gonna score 60. And you could like twenty seven points. He matched Phoenix's total in the first worst, half. First yeah. half, worst game seven. Halftime scoreline in NBA history. It's the worst game seven performance from a home team in my estimation that I've ever seen. Absolutely, I agree. It was it was completely embarrassing what unfolded last night. And I mean, I was both game sevens were duds. I was I was you're as a fan, you're disappointed, right? Like as a fan, you're extremely disappointed in how this (laughs) unfolded. I want a game. I don't care if Phoenix or Dallas. I, I want competitiveness. Watch your no, mic no, no. there, because now you're going to hit yeah. your mic out of frustration. I should. I should. Let's. 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 I, I sure. Do we want a competitive game? Sure. But I have been screaming from the rooftops all year long. Now, granted, I had the Sixers and the Warriors in the finals, okay, and the Sixers got bounced. But let's be honest: if Joel Embiid would never had his broke his face broken by Pascal Siakam, the Sixers would still be playing basketball right now, and that I finals pick so. would still be so. Ah, whatever. The it Sixers goes to a would game still seven and they lose. 
the Sixers would still be playing basketball if the Phoenix, if if Pascal Siakam did not break his face. That's a fact. Still, well, you can blame Doc Rivers for leaving him in after uh, twenty five with four minutes. To go. Doc, so, right, well, that's that's point. I mean, not to <laughs> that is true. You can't blame Doc Rivers for leaving him in with up twenty five. Not to belabor or go after low hanging fruit, but I think reality is even if Joel Embiid plays, the reality situation we all see, James Harden is not that player anymore. Okay, but this... Okay, but harping on the James Harden fact is almost turning a blind eye to the fact that the Heat were not going to have an answer for Joel Embiid in this series. They, 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 they lost Game 3 and Joel Embiid was barely a factor. His presence alone had them confused in Game 3. I, I am hard-pressed to believe that if... Joel Embiid doesn't have a broken face and is just dealing with the thumb, that the Sixers don't go into Miami and at least win one of those games. They were on pace to win game one until Doc Rivers just decided to keep DeAndre Jordan in the game and James Harden just no-showed in the fourth quarter. But here's the thing. We're used to James Harden no-showing in the fourth quarter. So the James Harden point means absolutely nothing to me because he he habitually no-shows in the fourth quarter. Now, you have consistently harped on the fact that James Harden is washed. He's not washed. He's washed. And the second point is Philadelphia is a bad defensive team. Like I, I think okay. the man needs to be whooped in there's the no, state. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no disagreement. Call him on the phone and say, "Boy, you need to get your little butt in shape." <laughs> there's no disagreeing that Philly is. There's no, there's no disagreeing that Philly is a bad defensive team. I'm not arguing with you there. I, I am going to. I am going to stand firm on my point, though, that the Heat would not have had an answer for Joel Embiid and that him playing in the first two games would have made a difference. Now, whatever, this is a sun show, and, and you yeah, trying to get me distracted sun. off of the point is not is not going to get you out me, of this, Mr. Me, Justin Marvel. Let me, let, me, let me speak real quick. Blaine, go ahead. If we're, look at this series. The Suns' offensive DNA finally bit them in the rear end, right? Yep. They are the one of the worst teams in the league from the three-point line in attempts as well as uh, attempts at the free-throw line. Right. Dallas outscored them by, I think it was 90-plus points from three, something in this series. The three-point line is how Dallas beat Utah. It was like 130 in that series. And you, there is no, they can't dribble penetrate because they forced Chris Paul to his left and he can't go left. We saw it in those in, after from game three to game seven. Chris Paul couldn't go left if his life depended on it. And that's why, again, you heard me say, like, not only – I don't know if he's injured or not, so I will never, ever question the player's injury. But, again, it comes – Everybody's hurt, man. Everybody's yeah. hurt at this point. If you are playing, I don't want to hear injury excuse. I always say that. If you're good enough to play, then there's no injury excuse. That's what keeps saying about Monty and not willing to just, like, want – this, again, is on DeAndre Aiden. Does not get to free throw line. He is not that player. He is a finesse player. And two, you're correct. Like, you would fear they're trapping uh, Booker. They're taking the ball out of his hands. Then you have to have easy passes, easy access to Mikel Bridges and Jay Crowder for threes. Unfortunately, Bridges, for whatever reason, was absent this series. Like, he shot the ball poorly. I thought Cam Johnson should have played a lot more minutes than should have been the game earlier. Campaign was an absolute disaster in the series. And so I obviously thought that meant that Landry Shamit would get more minutes and shoot more threes. But again, it said, this comes down to the coach. You're correct. You needed to take more threes. You need to make more threes. You needed to make the adjustment of going pick and rolls just to mid-range shots. Like you needed to expand your offense. And Monty did not make that adjustment. That's why it put that on him primarily because he was exposed. Dallas made the adjustment, took the ball out of Booker's hands, took away those mid-range shots, and Phoenix couldn't make a living. Alright, I got a question to pose to you guys. So, let's take, because I think this is valid, I think this team was so eerily reminiscent of Utah last year. Front running all year, being an extreme regular season team. Was a little bit disappointing in the first round, still got by. And in the second round, something just, they couldn't figure it out. And neither team made it to the Western Conference Finals with, like, Utah last year. Do you see 
Because I think don't don't account what Phoenix did last year getting to the finals. Just look at these teams from this year and last year. I just saw a team that was front running. Don't get me wrong. I had Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals. I didn't have them getting past that, but they were a team that both coaches couldn't make the corrected judgment. The, both teams were str- were a regular season team because on a back to back, nobody could prepare for their system. You know what I mean? So. I, I I see that. I don't know what you guys think. I'm not gonna lie. I had the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I didn't. But as I've said, I, I I Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The second last season ended i made it very clear that the suns weren't making it back to the finals and it's not because the suns were a bad team it's because of a multitude of things i expected the clippers to be better obviously they weren't they didn't have Kawhi. i expected um the warriors obviously to be back which they are they still yet to lose a, a playoff series outside of the finals um i expected the lakers at that time to be better than they went and traded for russell westbrook and then all my expectations for the los Angeles lakers went out the window as they should have now the Phoenix Suns, as great as Chris Paul is, as great as Devin Booker is, as great of a coach as Monty Williams is, the, to, to your point, Blaine, the Suns were the ultimate front runner this season. I, I, I don't think that you can deny that. I thoroughly believe that the Phoenix Suns were solely focused on making it back to the finals. I don't think they were focused enough in their individual series because let's be honest, right? Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, talented. Um, Willie Green, fantastic coach. I think he'll do wonders in New Orleans. I really don't, of, of, of all the series that should have been sweeps, that one should have been the one to be a sweep, I think, when you look at matchups, right? I, I had the Bucks sweeping the Bulls, but, but, you know, deep down I thought, okay, yeah, DeMar will probably get the Bulls one game, and he did. I didn't expect the Celtics to sweep the Nets, obviously no, none of us did, so that was on no, none of our bingo cards. But if there was one series going into it when I said, hmm, this is definitely going to be a sweep, it was the Suns and the Pelicans, and that wasn't the case. Now, granted, they did they did miss Devin Booker for a portion of those games. He missed two or three of those games in that series, so I'll give you that. But this series, they, they just looked flat out unprepared. Like, like let, let's just call a spade a spade here. Like, they looked flat out unprepared. And I think what they thought was going to happen was Luka was just going to continue to ISO them to death after games one and two. And, and again, this is why I go back to Luka missing the first three games of the first round series against Jazz. That was the best thing that could have happened for the Mavericks because Jalen Brunson got into a rhythm and Spencer Dinwiddie and, and, all these other, and all these other guys got into a rhythm that now, when you get into situations like this, when you can rely on these guys, it's not that hard. You're not searching for points. You don't have to question the reliability and, their ability and, the, and whether or not they're going to show up because they did. Spencer Dinwiddie gave you 30 points in game seven. I, that is unheard of. That is insane to, to think that and it's not because Spencer Dinwiddie's bad but it's because when you think of 30 points in a closeout game you don't think Spencer Dinwiddie you think Chris Paul and Devin Booker so I just really think the Suns were flat out unprepared and I so desperately wished that Justin show wasn't canceled today because and Neil if you're listening to this and or watching trust me I, I believe that you're sick and I want you to get better. Yeah, cool. But for my own personal narrative, given that Justin didn't respond to any of my text messages until early this morning, and given they didn't respond to any of my Twitter mentions, I am sticking with the narrative that Justin's ducking work, and so I had to drag him onto my show so he can face the yeah, consequences was, of his actions. But no, I genuinely, I genuinely believe that Neil is sick. And Neil, I hope you feel better, my guy, because Fire the world is better when you are healthy. Absolutely. So to answer, like, you said it yourself without realizing you said your times were unprepared. And if you're unprepared, who does that, who does the blame lay out then? That's a coach. And as I said, like, when you come to NBA playoff games, right, unlike other sports, every team knows what the other team is going to do, right? There's no surprises. So that's why you see it always comes down to what adjustments you can make. That's why Greg Popovich is so great because he is the master 
at making in-series adjustments. And like you went into this series, you know what the Phoenix Suns want to do. You know what Dallas Mavericks want to do. Phoenix jumped up to a quick 2-0 lead. Jason Kidd quickly made some adjustments. Monty never made them. Like his after game two, if you realize, the Phoenix Suns won one of the last five games in the series. They like think and sit about and think about that for a second. The last five games in the series, Phoenix won one. Adjustments were made and Monty just never made his. And that is a problem going forward. And I don't want to knock Monty Williams because team just got back from the NBA Finals. He won 64 wins, which is a franchise record for the team. But the reality situation, I don't want to call them front runners. But when teams know what you want to do in the playoff scenario, adjustments will be made and you have to be able to counter that. And it is not a shock that the two teams that lost their Game 7s have coaches who are not known for making adjustments. Monty did never decided to get away from switching on pick and rolls, but continues to protect the rim and give up three-pointers. That's who these two coaches are. Okay, Justin, now this Justin, episode is good. Go good. Justin, a question for you. Are they, I, I personally think they're done. That, that, this was their last best chance to win it. To win it. I thought I, I got knocked from Phoenix fans. I thought if they didn't win it last year, they wouldn't have won the title. I quite honestly felt that way. And, you know, I was surprised to see them go with a 64-win season. But I told my friends, Phoenix needed to win the title last year. And if they didn't, it's going to be hard because, as Dwayne alluded to, a lot of the teams in the West were going to get back healthy. And then even that, when you saw Lakers didn't make it back and then the Clippers still were unhealthy, I still had my worries that if the Bucks or a team like the Bucks or the 76ers were to play the Suns, the reality is it was going to be a repeat all over again because we wouldn't be able to match up with either Giannis or Joel Embiid. And if I see the same scenario all over again once teams decide to take the three away from Jay Crowder and uh, Mikael Bridges, I sit down and say, we're going to ignore DeAndre Aiden, whatever he does. So, yeah, I felt the same scenario just repeat. So, unlike you, Blaine, I actually thought Phoenix's window was really last year. This episode is called the Luka Special, and this is the part where we talk about Luka Doncic. You don't have this show without talking about Luka Doncic. I'm going to be quite frank. This is a very simple question. Um, doesn't take much thought on what you're on the same news. Um, is Luka Doncic a top five player in the league? This is yes or no? Yes. Um, I think he's a superstar. Top five right now, yeah. I'm going to say yeah. Mm, there's a little hesitation in your voice there. I don't like it. It depends on, like, it goes season to season. And to be fair, then, if we're talking about the season, then yeah. This year, he is a top five player. Right. Like, I think this he was year, a top five player last season. Probably. He was, he was right there on the cusp. Yeah, like, there's I think no he was the fourth best player in the league last season. Actually, I think he was the fourth best player in the league last season because Steph Curry looked terrible last season. Well, fair enough. I will say this. There's no doubt about it. He's a top 10 player in the league. And in terms of by impact, by what he does, because not only does he score, he is an elite playmaker, and he rebounds the ball very well at his position. By impact, he's the second best player in the league. By impact. Yeah. Just behind Giannis. I would put him behind Giannis on impact for his team. So there you go. By impact. He is definitely a top five player. My issue, yeah, I'd say he's a top five player. My obvious question mark is that he doesn't play a lick of defense. Like, not a lick, but yeah. Play in Europe. I mean, they don't play defense if they even tried. Yeah, they just put a man in front of the rim because there's no if, defense. Because you can just tip the ball off the rim with the rules there, so it don't matter. Not, not just if you that. are. But there's no if defense. All, three seconds. No, three, yep, no three seconds. You play zone, so you can leave a man in front of the rim all game. If all players are available, there's only three guys I'm taking ahead of Luka Doncic in the in the NBA. I, okay. I don't. I, I I I feel, and I felt that way since last season. I I I I, I don't even think it's that. Like you go, whatever the order is, it's LeBron, Giannis, and KD. I think are off the board first, and Luka's next. I I don't really. I I don't think that there are more than three players better than Luka Doncic in the game 
right now. Like, he's better than Trey Young. He's better than John Morant. I, I think he's better than Jason Tatum, although Jason Tatum has consistently gotten better. I, I do still think that Jay, I don't think Jason Tatum's top five yet, right? He, he, he is the best player under 25 in the league. So that erases about 50% of the league, right? I, I think, I think he's better than Steph Curry, quite frankly. Um, I, he's better than Nikola Jokic. Um, I think you can make the argument that he might be better than Joel Embiid. Um, he's better than Kyrie Irving. He's better than Jay. Like, I can keep going. Like, I cannot, I, y- y- you would have to give me a ironclad argument as to a fourth guy that you would take off the board, all players available, um, after you take LeBron, KD, and Giannis off the board, before you take Luka Doncic. I don't think there's a fourth player that exists. Outside of your own personal biases, we're just being like, a, a just objective. Like, this is what these guys do. Let's build a team with, with all players available. I don't think there's a fourth guy that comes off the board before Luka. He's probably the first guy if you're trying to build a team around. Yeah, like, well, if you're trying to build a team around him, obviously, I think he's the first guy. I think you pick him ahead of Giannis. I think you pick him. Um, he's only 23 years old. Like you pick him ahead of everybody if you're trying to build. If you're trying to build around him, but if we're just saying, all right, let's just like let's just build a, a team to. Uh, to win a championship right now, uh, or not right now, but let's just say we're building a team from scratch for this season and this season only. Luke is the fourth person that comes off the board. Um, the only person I think that warrants an argument to be picked ahead of Luca is Steph, but I don't think Steph's argument is that ironclad as it once was. Because I you think can make the argument for Embiid probably. Yeah, I was about to say you can make you can make the argument. I would, I would, I would take him ahead of Embiid, but I would you could make the argument. I love Joel. The only reason the and and and, and Justin knows this. Joel and Beach should have been MVP this season. But the, the only reason why I w- the only yeah. reason why I would be hesitant to take Joel ahead of Luca is sim and it's not Joel's fault. It's simply just because of injury and because that there are other bigs that are more durable. Um, and and Luca does it all. He can pass. He can shoot. Like he he doesn't play. A lick of defense. He he plays defense when he wants to, though. But he overall he doesn't play a lick of defense. It's very easy to build around um, a Luka Doncic. So I I think Luka's the fourth best player in the league. Um, you could say he's the third best player in the league, quite frankly. And I wouldn't get I wouldn't get too mad at you. Um, where where Justin has refused to answer this question because of his personal relationship with James Jones, and that's fine. I I respect that because I think James is great. So Blaine, I'll ask you: Where do the Suns? Go from here because obviously there's still the question of whether or not they're going to pay DeAndre Aiden. Um, Chris Paul's locked in for three more years after getting paid $420 million over four years with 75 guaranteed at the end of last season, which is by far a terrible contract for an aging Chris Paul. And it's not that Chris Paul isn't a good player, it's that he's old. And I don't think you should be paying, dedicating that much money of your cap to Chris Paul when you have a young core. Um, obviously, we know that Devin Booker's not going anywhere. He, I don't think he's ever going to. He's he, not. I don't think he's never leaving Phoenix. I don't think under any circumstances. So, where do the Suns go from here? Because Chris Paul's also said he's not retiring. So we know that Chris Paul is coming back too. I, I think they're gonna. I think James Jones' only option really is to try and run it back one more time. I think he doesn't. Your Aiton's not going to get the max or super max. I think he'll get somewhere probably around Chris Paul's, what he, Chris Paul got, maybe a little less. I think that's what they'll have to offer him. I think Aiton has realized that now he's not going to get that payment because they didn't, he didn't get it last year. So you got to bring, you're going to, you're going to keep those three together. I think one more chance. I think they, I, I was listening to the guys on TNT last night and they made a very interesting argument to try and go get Eric Gordon. And I, because I think they need one, they need a guy that can, can go off the bounce and go, that will drive to the rim and can spread the floor with his jump shot. I could see it. I know he's a lot of money because of what Houston's paying him, which is going to make that extremely difficult. So I, I don't think they really have much of a choice. They're going to probably run it back with what they've got and take the take what they can get, even though Denver is going to be healthy. Timberwolves are on the come up. Grizzlies are going to be healthy. Warriors are going to be probably even better than they, what they are this year with 
and that with Clay actually getting his legs underneath him. Why? Oh, the Warriors are going to once again have a stranglehold over the Western Conference, and I will stand by that, and I will die on that hill. So um, I, I for for James Jones, I think he's in a precarious situation. Justin, I would love for you to plug me with him so I can get him on my show. Hey, I've been asking him <laughs> for like eight months now. I, I've been trying to get him back recently, but <laughs> so um. But uh, I think I think he's he's tied in. He's gotta he's gotta try and run it back. I think maybe maybe try and get pull Terrence Ross from Orlando. Get a bench. They need a guy that can score off the bench because they have no bench help. They really I don't. Will, I and, will say this, Blaine. Oh, so okay. Finish and that. I was just gonna say this. I talked about this when the because I did the Maverick show Utah with Marcus a couple weeks ago. I am stunned. How long it took him to put Tory Craig in the game? Stunned, because I made the component that he was gonna—he didn't play again in that first round series. I thought they really needed his defense, and he did not pl- really play until what was it, game four or game five? So I was—I was shocked by that. They need a player who can create their own shot, not named Chris Paul, not named Devin Booker. I don't think Chris Paul can create his own shot. I think that's his issue right now. He can't get to his spot. He, they yeah. will not allow him to get to that mid-range. That mid-range going right, as you alluded to, like that's his spot right there. That free throw line expended, that's where Chris Paul wants to go. Yeah, James Jones in a precarious situation because the reality is, you're right, like, the best option is to run it back. I think the problem that's going to happen I think the relationship between management, the coaching staff, and DeAndre Aiden is going to come to a point. I think DeAndre Aiden, and again, I have no inside information on this one. I suspect he's going to demand out. I suspect that he's not going to want a part of the organization going forward. He also because has that sense of, he's, Aiden's very, you could tell that you, could, you have those question marks if he's really into the game of basketball, though, too. Because he loves to take plays off. He loves to take nights off of just kind of just going through the motions. You can kind of see, does he have the want to? You know what I mean? And, uh, like, I don't, I don't know him personally. But, again, you can't teach aggressiveness. You can't teach desire. And those are some question marks surrounding his, you know, impact as it comes to basketball. I think, like, he was upset when he wasn't offered the max during last offseason. I can't, for the life of me, see Phoenix doing that No, especially considering that um, Devin Booker's on the max, Chris Paul is on one, and we just not too long played, uh, paid Mikael Bridges close to a max contract. Like, that cap is not there, and the play of DeAndre Aiden, especially in this series, does not lead to him getting a max contract. I think he's pissed off for whatever it's worth, whether he deserves to be pissed off or not. I am going to lean 60-40 that the start of next season, DeAndre Aiden is not a Phoenix set. Hmm. What would you do, Marcus? What would I do? Make adjustments and and live up to the hype is what What, I would do. What what you going to do, though? There ain't much out there. Well, then they're gonna have to figure it out. I this is this is this was the point I made last season as the reason why I said they weren't gonna be back here, and Justin berated me for it on his show and mine. And and I haven't quite for, and I'm I haven't got an apology for that by the way. Listen, the, the Phoenix Suns as great as their one one was last season, right? Because it's not their fault that AD was hurt, and it's not their fault that the Warriors were hurt. Most of the season, like like they have to play who's in front of them, and, and they did that. They played who's in front of them. They got the job done, right? And and, and take nothing away from them, but. You 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 knew the moment they couldn't win a game at, in the finals after they went up. I think they went up two zero, and then they didn't win another game after. You, you knew it was over. You, I did. Justin didn't. That's the reason why he still got That's his not air true because dirty. I told you. I their window. I mean, was last season. I said that. I, I meant in the moment. You, but you had them going back to the finals. I, when I meant over, I meant they weren't going to no. sniff the finals again. And, and it's not. And it's not. It's not their fault. This is a roster. The roster construction as best as it could be. I mean, the, the we look, we sat and we clamored. My we, I mean, Justin, we sat and we clamored about how great this roster was constructed. They had me, Kyle Bridges, and they had Tory Craig, and they had Jay Crowder, who Justin came on my show several times and tried to convince me was a was was a veteran game changer. 
and, and, and on the Suns. And 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 he is. Take nothing away from Boss Man ninety nine. Okay, like that. That's that's cool. But the Suns aren't going anywhere anytime soon. And it's not because they're a bad team. Oh yeah, they'll be in the playoffs next year and the years and years after. They, they will be a playoff team. They won't be competing for a championship though until someone gets hurt again. That's a fact. Because the Warriors are going to be better than them. The Grizzlies are only going to continue to get better. And I, I am willing to bet dollars to donuts that if the Grizzlies matched up with the Suns, the Grizzlies would have won that series too. I think that's just a too young team that's very scrappy and, and plays exceptional defense and has bodies to throw and doesn't really care. Like they're going to play to the final whistle. That's what we saw with them against Golden State, and that series probably went, went to 7-2 if Ja didn't get hurt. Like So that would have been a matchup problem for them as well. When you look at the Phoenix Suns, you have Chris Paul, you have Devin Booker, you have maybe DeAndre Ayton next season. Like Most of your team is there. There's not They don't have a lot of wiggle room, and the only way they can get some wiggle room to strengthen that bench, as Blaine alluded to, to maybe get another person to be in that starting lineup is to just let DeAndre Ayton go. So what do I think they should do? As much as I think that DeAndre Ayton could benefit somewhere, somehow on this Suns roster, as far as building to maybe get back to where they were last season, which is competing for a championship, they have to let him go. Where he's going to go, I don't know. I'm sure there's places that would like to look at him and probably bring him in. Maybe Charlotte, maybe the Wizards will pick up his scraps. I don't know. Just, just throwing names out there. They're gonna have to let them go because they're gonna want to have. They're gonna have to free up as much cash space as they have because they don't have enough. Because they got two players on max deals and one guy that's pretty much on a max deal. Now, last thing, and Blaine, you don't get a say in this because you're a Warriors fan and your opinion is gonna be completely biased, and I don't want to hear it. Justin, the Mavericks and the Warriors just going to the finals. Um, I have the Warriors and seven. Okay. Well, we already know how I have the ones to the finals. I've been saying it since the preseason, so whatever. It's, it's going to be the Warriors. Um, it's going to be great. Um, and for the fourth time in seven years, the Warriors are going to be NBA champions. And and there's nothing that any of us can do about it. I don't care if it's Jimmy Butler. I don't care if it's Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or Al Horford or Bam Adebayo. Warriors are going to once again be NBA champions and the world will go back to normal. COVID will end and the wars in Russia will end and all that stuff will end because will see this. the world was right when the Warriors were winning championships. The second they start losing championships, the world goes all haywire. You want to get the world back to normal? I will give rig it, NBA. Rig it. I will give the Warriors an edge if they play the Miami Heat. The Boston Celtics, however, present a kind of a matchup problem in that, but I'm not saying that Boston's a better team than Golden State. What I'm saying is that Boston can defend them. I don't think Boston will be afraid of what Golden State brings. The problem on the other side, though, is that this is a team that no longer has a healthy Andre Iguodala. They no longer have Kevin Durant. And why that is a problem is not the offensive side that concerns me, it is the defensive side. And I mean that to say, how do they... Like, Jason Tatum is not a facilitator by any stretch of the imagination. But man to man, like, who do they put on Jason Tatum? Who do they put on Jalen Brown in terms of body? According, according to Charles Barkley, they're going to use the same strategy they do with Luka Doncic. They're going to put Jonathan Kaminga on him because apparently Sir Charles thinks that Jonathan Kaminga can contain Luka Jonathan Kaminga will be lucky if he steps on the court in this series. Of course, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just but don't Sir know. Charles, the Phoenix legend, thinks Jonathan yeah, Kaminga. Look how smart he looked last night. <laughs> like, like even with Luca as you all present, I don't even I should even look past Dallas. Luca's gonna present some problems because he's a bigger body. Clay Thompson is not healthy, and as for as good as Clay Thompson was as a defender years gone by, they don't even and I mean Clay in his prime. They never even used to put Clay on elite scores, you've never seen Clay match up with Kawhi Leonard. You've never seen Clay match up with LeBron James. You just don't put Clay because he's not as great as a lockdown defender as people would want you to believe. I don't know how well they're going to match up with Luca. Neither do I. I don't know who they put on somebody, Jason Tatum oh, or even Jimmy Butler. So it's going to get hard for Golden State going forward. Oh, it will be tough. It will, it will be, be Wiggins. 
It'll be Wiggins. I think it will be tough. But the series will go to seven. But the Warriors will win, and the world will go back to normal. I, I don't know now if they don't win, and if the Mavericks somehow win, which it's not impossible. They've got Luca; he's a superstar. We've already talked about that, right? If they do win, I wouldn't be too surprised. But I got the Warriors winning. If we do win, then Blaine and I will have to revisit that conversation from a couple weeks ago about this Mavericks team being very similar to the 2011 Mavericks team. He didn't want to hear it. That's fine. I respect that. He didn't want to hear it. <laughs> but if the Mavericks somehow make it past the Warriors and make it to the finals, we're going to have to have a serious yeah, conversation. Yeah, exactly. We will. There's going to have to be a serious conversation now. Justin, um, the people don't want to hear from you anymore because, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I don't want to hear from me anymore. <laughs> the people don't want to hear from any of us anymore. Um, I feel I feel like it's only right that I allow you to go at it. But I feel like it's the least I can do. So, Justin, why don't you go ahead, plug your show. Uh, I really don't want to. Like, but reality situation, guys. It's fine. Uh, I don't want you to, but I mean, I have to. It's my it's my unwritten duty as host of the show to let you plug yourself. I'm a bit depressed, no, and I'm like, unfortunately, for Neil's circumstances with regards to COVID, yeah, we didn't want our producer to have to catch COVID, but he and his son have it, so I hope them a very speedy recovery. But it kind of helps yeah. in that I didn't have to do a show tonight. Good gosh, but. For next week, if y'all do want to tune in and hear a very depressed Justin Marble, I will be on YouTube at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Hashtag this just in. Please put on the hashtag so you don't get directed to Max Kellerman's ESPN show. See how we are on YouTube? We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. That is hashtag this just in. If you can't find us, you're not looking. I'll be on that show. I'm taking my victory lap one way or another. And seriously, I, I know that you are. I'm like, I am on that victory. show whether or not oh, you want to be on it or see, not. Because, <laughs> because, yeah, absolutely. Because I have had to sit here for 11 months and listen to Justin go on and on and on about how son, the Suns were the 1A and how oh, they're the deepest team and they've got the best coach in the league and how they're 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 going back and how they're going to do this and how they're going to do that and how they're going to do this. And I've just been sitting here like I've been telling you all year long that this was going to happen. I even told Justin that the Bucks were going to make it by the finals. So this is doubly great for me because Justin has somehow turned into this massive Bucks fan now that he's relocated to Milwaukee and has since forgotten his roots. What his wow. roots are, I don't know. But it just works with the narrative that he to say that he forgot his roots. He told me that the Bucks would be going back to back. And here we are, and the Bucks are at home and the Suns are at home. So you best believe I am coming for my restitution. Is that how you use that word? Absolutely not. But I've been using that wrong word. I've been using that word wrong for the last 36 hours at this point. I'm not gonna stop. Justin, I'm coming for my restitution. I'm gonna come with some nice big shades. I'm gonna come with a hat. I'm gonna have some coconut with some nice little beverage in it. Not a alcoholic beverage, but a beverage nonetheless for you to sip on and relax. And my only answer for all of your questions is going to be, I told you so. So if you want to have one of the most unproductive guest appearances by me of all time, have me on the show. And even if you don't, I would just hack the stream and get on the show anyway, because that's what I do. Now, Blaine, please tell everybody where to find you and what's up next for you. Absolutely. You can catch me at the final whistle, the final dot whistle on TikTok, Instagram. Uh, Final Whistle Sports Podcast. We are all on all streaming platforms. YouTube, Anchor is now doing a a video platform. We're going to start experimenting with that. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You know it. You know it. We've got it. So we out here. We're trying. Got a new show coming this week. Uh, so we'll see. We'll be talking some NBA and a little bit of a hot take for me is that I will actually be talking probably a little bit of hockey because those Game 7s were actually relevant, unlike the Game 7s that we had in the NBA. So be on the lookout for that. Listen, people, I have enjoyed the last 57 minutes of being a pain in Justin Marvel's ass because Justin Marvel... I, I don't even know why you caught me on the show. I was just here to sit here and kick back and be a I needed, I needed witnesses. I needed witnesses. You needed, for that's fine. Wow. I'll be a witness. Needed, it's the new Gerber baby. It's all going to be good. I, I, no. <laughs> I needed witnesses for the slacking. Um, 
if you haven't already, please check out episode 150 that was posted on Monday about the Heat with Steezy. Please check out episode 151 about the Warriors with Spencer. Please check out episode 152 uh, with Peyton about the Celtics and the Bucks. And then, of course, you're watching this show right now. Um, I know we're supposed to be doing the football episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I had to take that, had to put that on a back seat because of the playoffs. Obviously, those will return next Monday with the Jets on Monday, Giants on Wednesday, Panthers on Friday. Um, that's all I got. Thank you guys for watching. As always, um, enjoy the rest of your lives. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Um, but they're not good for you. Um, follow on all socials at GTP Marcus on everything. Um, I, I appreciate the watchers. I appreciate the listeners. Um, leave a five-star review, leave a comment, subscribe so we can get to a hundred. Somehow we've lost a follower. Let's, let's not do that. We're going the wrong way. Um, we're, we're nine away from a hundred. Let's, let's get there. Let's get there quickly, please. I greatly appreciate it. Um, so for plain Spencer of the final whistle sports pod and for Justin Marvel of the sad ass, this Justin sports show that didn't come on this week. Seriously, get, get better, Neil. Uh, this is Marcus of Go Talk with Marcus signing off. Thank you guys for watching and listening, especially listening, because this was a lot to listen to, but I thank you for listening to it. You guys definitely enjoy.